Hi guys, and welcome to Marriage Quest. My name is Rochelle, and this is my fiancé, Zach. And we are coming live to you from our couch. <laughs> well, not live. Recorded. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just kind of a... This is our journey. This is our path to marriage. This is... This is our quest. This is our marriage quest. So it's our journey. I hope you guys enjoy it. If it uh, if it brings you guys value, make sure to hit that share button. That's been our that's been our main goal that we really wanted to do was we keep getting asked questions about our relationship and one of the things that I think is really lacking from social media right now is that people are always willing to post what their relationship looks like 10, 15, 50 years down the road instead of the during process. So we really wanted to bring you that. We're six months out for our, from our wedding. We've been together for three and a half years, and we've already been through a lot together, and I know that this is still just the beginning. So we're really looking forward to sharing our growth with you guys and really adding value in that way. So we came up with a few questions that we really wanted to share with you guys uh, just for today, just to kind of get us started, share a little bit about us, and then obviously we'll go from there. So... So... It actually started uh, about three and a half years ago, almost four years ago now. Um, we actually were dance partners at a a friend through a dance party, so we ended up becoming dance partners. Met that way, and then kind of we were actually friends for a little while. Um, it's not right or wrong. It's just you know, it's just our story. So. We yeah, we were dance partners. We hung out all the time. We would see each other. Once every couple of months, something like that. And then as the time went on, the conversations got a little bit deeper. Conversations got a little bit longer. And then I had this bright idea to up and leave. So I up and moved to California. And then as I was out there, the conversations got actually quite a bit longer. <laughs> um, to the point where they were, you know, 45 minute hour conversations a couple times a week. I think the, the the other biggest turning point for us during that time was really a lot of self-discovery. I think Zach and I could both vouch for that, that we are not the people that we were when we first met. And so I kind of, we want to share more with our story of really what that journey looked like, but I kind of want to segue into what that first question really looked like, was Zach and I were really talking about what were the characteristics that we were looking in a significant other, as well as who did we want to be and were we okay with ourselves before we brought somebody else into the equation? And so I think that's one of the first questions that I'd really love to ask you guys is what does that look like for you when you're alone? Are you happy with yourself, with who you are and where you're at? Or what are the things that you'd really like to change before you invite someone else into your own house? And I mean, that house is your mental, your emotional, your physical, your energetic space, as well as obviously your physical house. So what does that really look like for you? And so obviously I'm shouting out to all the ladies right now. I think that that is more of a thing that we tend to do is write a list of what we want our knight in shining armor to look like. You know, we want the dark hair, the blue eyes. We want the whole tall, dark and handsome thing going on. And, you know, what are the values that you really look like? What you're really looking for in somebody else? But what are the things that may be superficial and what are the values that are actually really true and important to you to have a really long-lasting and valuable relationship? I think you can do that. I think you can do that in a relationship or before the before you actually be, 
get into a relationship as well. You can still make that tally either way, I think. I mean, I don't think it's... I don't think it's set in stone that only can be done before you get into a relationship. I think it helps, but I think it can be done in the relationship as well. If it's not, you know, if your values just don't line up, then maybe it's time to break that off. Maybe it's time to reevaluate. It depends on what values those are because I know for us, there's definitely, you know, there's non-negotiable values for us. Um, and I think that's any good relationship The the higher up the value, the more non-negotiable they are. So I think that can be, they can be done either way. I think having a list either way of values is extremely important for every couple. But yeah, if you're not in a relationship, definitely get a list going first of your must-haves and then your would-like-to-haves. So what were those for you when, before we started dating... What were like your top three non-negotiable values that you would share? Um, I think the willingness to accept my ambition is one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely something that I'm not willing to give up. Um, I think family is another. I definitely am. We don't have kids yet, but that's definitely something that we're both looking forward to. And I think that was both that was high on both of our lists as well. Um, yeah, and I think growth mindset would be Mm -hmm. a third. That's very high on my list as well. And I mean, there's, there's also the people that think like, oh my God, we have so much in common. This is going to be fantastic. Or to the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Oh, you know, opposites attract, you know, this is why it's such a, you know, fiery passion and it's super exciting in the beginning, but ultimately just to take more of just that long distance and like, this is something that I was going into for the long haul, not something that was going to be fun for a couple months. And then, you know, <laughs> then we'll see where this is really going to go. I mean, we were to the point in our lives. So just let so you know, I'm a little bit younger. I'm 25 currently. He's 31 currently. So as far as just like where we were at in our lives, there's a lot of people that, you know, want to play around in relationships. But we were very clear to make that, you know, known when we started our relationship that, you know, this is, I'm dating because I have the intention of marrying you. And so that was something that, I mean, that's an intense conversation to have when you first start, start dating someone for sure. I think the big part of that is, is especially in the beginning, be unapologetically yourself. Mm -hmm. Like to the core of everything. I mean, obviously you're not going to dump the whole thing on them in the first week, (laughs) but that would have been a lot. (laughs) But just, like, truly being unapologetically yourself. You know, I, especially with her, like, I laid out exactly what I was looking for in a girlfriend. And I was single for a few years before we actually got together. So I already kind of had that list going. I knew what I was looking for. And I was dating for long term. So, like, if you're not going to have kids, if we're not going to have kids together, this is over before it starts and I'm just I'm going to not apologize for that because that is that's me and that's a value that I really look forward to and that's something that I really that's part of what I want my life to be so being that unapologetically yourself and upfront and open with and even like 
what your demands are. Because some people, I mean, we, we all have demands. Mm-hmm. So what that demand is and what it looks like and being that from from the starting blocks, I think is huge, huge part of it. And I would say personalities definitely come into play. So knowing who your counterpart is and how to actually communicate has been so like such a huge turning point for our relationship as we really dive into that more and ask those questions on when I say this, does that trigger something in you or you mean rules of engagement? Rules of engagement are definitely, (laughs) definitely huge. So, I mean, those have played a huge role in our relationship so far. So knowing if you're the dominant personality in the relationship, what do you need? Are you motivated by someone that's just as dominant or just as aggressive and ambitious as you are? Or would you rather have the counterpart to where you have someone that's kind of the glue to the relationship? Is the stability that you're looking for to come home? I feel like that ebbs and flows, though. Do you want someone that has it all then? Uh, No, I think it's... I mean, especially with us, it's there's times where you're dominant in situations and there's times where I follow and there's times where I'm dominant in the situation and she follows. You mean when I want to go to the gym and you don't? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's definitely been a few times I have my routine and if I break the routine, she keeps me on track. (laughs) Um... Yeah, there's definitely times where I kind of go to the gym kicking and screaming a little bit, but I'm always extremely appreciative after the fact. I mean, I'm always grateful that she drugged me (laughs) kicking and screaming. (laughs) Find someone that pushes you to your next level. I mean, that's been something that I also really appreciate about Zach and just being in this relationship is that, like, when I think that I've settled into a good enough... (laughs) That's not a good place to be because I don't know if you guys have heard, but good is the enemy of great. I never wanted to settle, but you definitely get comfortable with your routine and where you're at. And so to have Mm -hmm. someone that constantly pushes those boundaries and challenges you to be the better person, sometimes it sucks. But but I think that comes back to growth mindset. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we both definitely have. I mean, it's definitely not always easy. It's, you know... Sometimes they call you out when you don't want to be, and that's not always easy, especially um, in a more dominant, I definitely am very alpha most of the time. Uh, I'm understanding, but I definitely have a lot of energy, and I bring a lot of presence to pretty much every situation. (laughs) People know when he's in the room, which is a Uh, good thing. So, having somebody call you out sometimes on something that you either screwed up on or the the perception of how they got it was off. Um, it's not always necessarily what you say. It's sometimes it's how they hear it. Mm-hmm. So, and that's comes, you know, it all kind of loops back together into rules of engagement of what as well. Of like actually being open-minded enough and growth mindset enough to look at that and go, okay, well, there is, there is truth to this. And I, either, I have two choices. I can either completely ignore it, which would hurt the relationship, or I accept it and say, all right, there's truth there. It hurts, but there is truth there. And because I love her and because of this is, I make decisions in our relationship 50 years out. I mean, that's truly how I think about this relationship. I know we're not even married yet, but... We've 
actually talked about our 50-year wedding anniversary. So thinking that far out and saying, all right, look, she called me out on this. This isn't good. But to get to a 50-year wedding anniversary, I need to change. So that kind of ties the the growth mindset in with the ebb and flow of leader and follower. Yeah. Well, and now I'm kind of now I'm kind of curious. I'd love to hear from you guys, you know, once this is posted, drop in the comment section of what do you feel like your non-negotiables are, mm. whether in your relationship currently or the things that you would like to have in a relationship. And I mean, really hash those out. And so once you know what your non-negotiables are, you'll really start to attract and just focus mm. on what you would like to bring into that relationship. Clarity. Clarity, for sure. Well, and I kind of want to backtrack again to even our relationship. So the day that Zach decided that this was something <laughs> that we should pursue, I was driving to a wedding. We live in Colorado. So I was driving about an hour, hour and a half to a wedding. You, lived, you lived in I Colorado. I lived in Colorado. This I was is in when California was at in the Sacramento. time. So I was driving about an hour, hour and a half by myself to a wedding. And I called Zach and he, at the same time, happened to be writing down a list of people that he wanted to connect more in his life. And I happened to be three or four on that list, which was awesome. And so I texted him at the same time. He calls me, and the conversation ends up continuing to where I said, again, let me clarify, before we were dating, <laughs> yeah. I said to him, wow, you really have a lot of qualities in a man that I can see in my husband. And I just covered my mouth. I'm like, did I actually say that out loud to someone that I'm not even dating yet? And just out of the blue, that's when he called my bluff and was like, listen, I think this is something that we've known for a while. We both have feelings for each other. I will fly out tomorrow if this is something <laughs> that you want to... I think the original pre- one was tonight. Tonight was the original... Because it was... I think it was still early enough in the afternoon. It was like two or three in the afternoon. Um, and it was a tonight. Yeah, it was. I just couldn't get the actual flight booked so it ended up being first thing the next morning so still within a 12 hour time period he was on a (laughs) flight to colorado and i was flipping shit you guys like i'm a little radical in a lot of things that i do (laughs) which i appreciate now but just know like if you're in that situation where you're like holy shit like what am i doing what have i done override your brain because there was still something that was in my heart that was like this feels right, but I am an overanalyzer for sure. And so I was still trying to see like, am I making the right choice? Are we doing things too rash? Do I need to slow things down? Because to a full, full disclaimer, I was actually talking to somebody else at the time as well. I don't remember this part, which is totally okay. (laughs) But I remember him calling me out and saying, listen, I know that you know who will treat you better. And I know that you'll make the right choice. And I stopped. De- I got nothing. I stopped dead in my tracks, <laughs> you guys. I had no idea where these words were coming from from this guy that had been my friend, you know, for at least a year at that point. Um. Yeah, that sounds about right. Year, maybe a little over. Yeah. So, but again, I mean, it was those little decisions of I decided what I wanted. He was writing down the people that were important in his life. And it was this crash course of just, like, we aligned who we wanted to be and who we wanted to surround ourselves with. And then we suddenly looked over and it was like, oh, 
someone that's already been right beside me this entire time actually still wants to be right beside me and my eyes were opened to the person that I was meant to be with so this wasn't something like yeah there might have been an instant connection but if you're looking for the oh my god love at first sight the in the passion the love the fire we were friends for a year so sometimes you just got to be an idiot for a while until you can get out of your own way to really realize who is in your life that needs to be and to actually take that to the next level yeah so <clears throat> I flew out. I think I spent two or three days out here. It was like it was three, Labor Day weekend. Three Labor days. Day weekend. So I spent three days out here. Um, I kind of dropped that on my brother. He, uh, I actually just left a note and sent him a text and said, "Hey, you need to take care of my dog." I took a flight. Um, that I didn't know. <laughs> so he actually took care of my dog for a little bit. Yeah, I literally just up and left. It was that important to me. Um, Spent the whole weekend together, decided to make it officially dating, uh, and then we dated long distance for about three months. So we do a we do a vacation and for Thanksgiving with my family, and it's it's usually somewhere in wine country, but <laughs> that's kind of our family tradition. Uh, so I actually invited her out for that Thanksgiving to California to do that Thanksgiving with us. And in that, we, was it a couple weeks before that? I actually decided to, this is important enough to me and just decided to pack up and quit my job in California and told her when she was coming out to thanks for Thanksgiving that I would actually just drive back and move back to Colorado for her. The part he's forgetting <laughs> is that he also told me, hey, if I move back, that means that we're getting a place together. So, there was no sense of messing around with it. Right, which I understand <laughs> at this point now, but understand this was my first, I mean, I had been in serious relationships before, you know, I had been in relationships for a year or two years, but I'd never lived with anybody else. I was still living at home at the time. And so to actually move out, one, to move in with a guy, two, and to have someone move for me, there was so much pressure and I just didn't want to mess up. So again, just that over-analysis, don't let it rule your life. Oh my God, you guys. So so how did you actually get past that then? Honestly, you. Of he, not overthinking things? He pushed a lot. There were a lot of things that you just really said. I saw something I wanted. And he got it, and he did put a ring on it, so we're good to go there. But yeah, there were just a lot of instances where I think that you were like, this is going to be fine, this is the way that I see things going, and it's all going to work out. And his assurance and his certainty in how a situation was going to go eased my mind, and that's another thing, having 100% trust in the person that you're dating was so huge. I mean, I had already established such a crazy connection Zach already knew way more about me than I had ever disclosed to anybody, and he still wanted to be with me, which was so crazy to me. Well, and the cra- I think the crazy part is, is you had just lost your dad like six or seven months before we started dating, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, lost. So that was that was a huge part of it, because um, we did talk a lot through that period, and I think that's really part of what help solidify our relationship and solidify the feelings that we had towards each other as well. Yeah. You feel the same or? No, absolutely. Well, and I think it's also like, I don't, 
want to say anything like this may sound wrong, but because my dad was more of a, you know, dominant male figure in my life that honestly, there really wasn't any room for me to have somebody else of that same quality. And Mm. so when I was searching for somebody else, I tended to, I tended to find people that not necessarily were more feminine, but not as sure in where they wanted to go and that I was supposed to follow and not supposed to, but just like I'm leading the way. Are you coming or not? type of attitude because that role had already been taken because your dad was very much that person very much that person and so in losing him i i got lost for about a year and so i mean i was not in a good place um you know i was surrounded by people that were still supporting me but there was definitely a lot of things that weren't leading me forward were definitely keeping me where i was at instead of lead you know working through the emotions i was very much hiding in plain sight of where I was at. And so Zach really helped me break down a lot of those barriers, very much left the doors open of like, hey, if there's anything that I can help you with or talk you through, know that I'm available. And there wasn't a push of like, you need to figure this out. You need to move on with your life. It's already been over a year. You should have your shit together. Which if anybody tells you that, tell them to fuck off. (laughs) There is no timeline for you to go through anything, whether it's a breakup, the loss of a loved one. It doesn't matter what sort of trauma or emotional stuff you're going through. That is your story. I think that comes down to self-awareness, though. Yeah. Like, I think that's the, you know, we've all heard it, the know thyself. I I mean, I think that's that's a very personal thing. I don't think, I don't think anybody can tell you that, of what the timeline is. But everybody will try. (laughs) And so, I mean, that's why I just really wanted to clarify in that. And so, you know, having that door open and having the person that came into my life of like, wow, I really did appreciate these qualities that were very similar that Zach does have, you know, a couple of those for sure. Understand, Zach is not my dad. That is not what I'm trying to say at all. (laughs) But there were, you know, as far as like his strength and assurance and, you know, just ambition for sure. There are definitely a lot of qualities that I admired that I did find. So know that if those are things that you don't want to settle on, don't settle on. And unfortunately for me, I didn't actually get to meet her father. So we knew of each other. Um, We were still friends when her dad was alive. Uh, But just the timing of everything and our relationship wasn't to that stage that I never actually had the chance to meet him. So... I know he'd approve. And Zach always gives me shit of just, I know how much trouble that your dad and I would get into. I've I've heard enough stories to piece it together knowing that I think we'd get along and be pretty good friends. On a very small level, I'm really glad that they never had a chance to get whiskey together. Just throwing that out there. But yeah, I mean, that's definitely been a huge thing for us. And then, you know, just even the moving forward of... You know, what kind of parents do we want to be and what kind of father does Zach want to be and really laying it all out. So, I mean, there's definitely definitely been those conversations. There's a lot of vision casting that goes on in our relationship that I am extremely grateful for, for sure. So, um, but even just having the hindsight of knowing, okay, well, this is what I did in a previous relationship where maybe that didn't go the way that I wanted it to, um, I, for me personally, I never had a relationship that blew up or ended extremely badly, um, and so I know <laughs> and that's I'm not. The I know that's not the way that his went, and so to even just kind of see like, okay, well, this is something that I appreciated in this person having that open those open conversations. 
Um, you know, there's nothing that I wouldn't tell you or be honest with you about, which I think is another huge part, whether, you know, that honesty and integrity, love, trust. I mean, those are very huge things that are I think were on it, my list. I, I mean, I keep, we keep coming back to this, but I think that's a big part of growth mindset as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and a lot of people may be really new to that. So, I mean, if you guys have any questions about that, you know, also drop that in the comments of just, you know, what does that look like for you? Are you, how are you growing in your life? Are you reading Mm. anything that challenges your thinking or, you know, are you someone that's going to school right now? Are you someone that may be, you know, I don't know who we're actually going to be able to reach. So are you someone that's 25 years into your marriage and you want to know how to take it to the next level. I mean, we really don't know who we're going to reach, but we hope we can help people from across the board. Um, I can even vouch that there's people in my family that have really even seen Zach's in my relationship and said, wow, I really wish that I would have asked that question in my marriage instead of mm. waiting five or ten years later to when the problem's too big, you can't go back and fix it. And so that's been really cool to even hear as well. I think that's actually something that we're pretty good at, though, is if there's a problem, neither one of us really bury that. Neither one of us really, you know, push that off and say, oh, well, it'll get better tomorrow. Like we we pretty much address whatever issue that comes up in our, you know, let's I mean, to me, it's a marriage already. We're engaged, but to me, it's already a marriage like when a problem comes up, I mean, because we're not any different. I mean, we have issues just like everybody else. And that's stuff that you got to just, you know, you got to work it out. I mean, you just got to figure it out of, you know, if if we're in this situation, I need you. And that comes back down to awareness of like, I know about myself that when you say that, it triggers an emotion for me. Um, of like, this is, and this is how I feel. And that's real for me. But we need to work through why why that is. Why am I feeling this emotion? Why am I triggered? Is it an insecurity? Is it a fear? Is it a doubt? Is it anxiety? However you word it, you need to be aware enough to yourself and say, look, this is what triggered. This is what happened. But working through that of... You know, how do we get to the other side of this? Um, And I think a lot of that comes down to, you know, setting up guidelines when you're emotionally sober of in those moments where you're emotionally sober, set up those. I need you to respond to me in this way or yeah, and it's the rules of engagement. Mm hmm. Well, and this is another thing. This is, again, another lady moment. But for all the girls that say I'm fine. Know that the, our guys know that we're freaking lying. So Zach has gotten really good, especially when I'm in that headspace, especially when we go back to like emotional sobriety. That means that you're in a good headspace, that you're clear-headed, you're not upset, and you can really let your guard down and have those conversations. So when you're already upset, that is not the time to have that conversation of like, well, you know, what do you need me to do? Or how am I supposed to know how you're feeling? Like, that is not a good time to have that conversation. But because we've worked through that when I'm in that situation, Zach can say, hey, 
I know that when you say this, I know it's not true, but I don't know how many times I need to ask you before you actually break down or break through and let me like let me in to actually help you work through it. And so I definitely know that that's something a partnership. We definitely it's not you're having an issue. Go work it out. Thank God. (laughs) It really is. It's how can we work through this together? And she does the same thing for me. You know, we, I mean, whether it's a financial issue or it's a, an emotional issue, it's how can we work through this together? And that's, that's honestly, that's huge. I mean, that's what you have to do in a relationship is work things out together, whether it's her issue or my issue, my issue becomes her issue anyways. Mm -hmm. So let's just work through this together. Let's just, let's just figure it out. I mean, there's a way through it. We just got to come up with a solution. Yeah. And also, you know, it's having the awareness to know how can I best help you? Because for what Zach needs to do for me when I'm in an emotionally distraught or like in just a mental block is not the same way that will benefit him the most when he's going through the same thing. So having those key conversations have helped us dramatically. But we've actually had those conversations more when we're emotionally sober. And Mm -hmm. that's where the rules of engagement really come in is you need to have those those boundaries set up when you're emotionally sober. That way, when you get in a heated moment, it's really easy to say, look, you said that I need to respond to you this way. You said that in this situation, this is how you want me to act. And that's, that's been very, very helpful because even when you're, you know, your emotions are going, you can go, oh yeah, they're right. I did say that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gives you that little trigger to to come back in, come calm back down. And if you need to walk away, it's okay to say, look, I need 10 or 15 minutes. Just leave me be. But say that, please. Yeah, you've got to say that. That's huge. That's huge part of it is I know that I'm, I know that I'm not emotionally sober. I know that I'm worked up. I know that I'm frustrated, angry, whatever it is. But I need a couple of minutes. But both parties have to, one party has to say it, the other party actually has to respect that and not keep poking, you know? You can't keep poking that. If they say they need their space for a couple of minutes, hey, let me get my space, let me calm down, let me work things out, and then we can come back and work it out together. You can't prod either. So That breaks a little bit of trust in the long run, I feel like. I agree. Well, I mean, for example, Zach's very much, you know, he he's only had to leave, I think, twice in a situation where it was like, I just need to cool off, I need to get out of my own head, get my thoughts together type of thing. But for me, I almost need more of the physical touch like, hey, I'm here, that's how I register it, so when I'm upset, knowing that I'm not alone is what I'm needing in a situation. But if I did that to him... It would not register the same. I don't think that it would, like, piss you off, but it would not calm you down. Like, it would not register the same way at all. So, I mean, that's a conversation, and really it's a lot of that is, again, you know, the self-discovery. Obviously, we have a theme that's going on here. (laughs) Know thyself. Know thyself for sure. (laughs) So, if you guys have ever heard of, like, you know, there's a lot of different personality tests out there that are really great. Um, And one of the biggest ones that I would recommend 
would even be the the five love languages. Mm. And so that one was... Oh, definitely transformed our marriage. That transformed our marriage that we actually... I had read it before I was dating anybody and then reread it in a relationship. So being able to yeah. actually apply it in a whole new way was transformational. Mm-hmm. And yep. so just so you guys know off the top, you know, the five love languages are acts of service. So, I mean, if it was like hey, I love it when you do the dishes for me. You know, that really (laughs) speaks to me. You're taking something off my plate. I love it when you do that. Um, Gift giving, obviously. Some girls love the whole flowers and chocolate thing, but a lot of guys love little gifts like that too. So, I mean, know your man and know what he needs. Yeah, all languages languages go both ways because they're not the same for everybody. Right, and you'll have a different percentage in each one. So, I mean, our two, we have ones that are very well, what similar. Are the other three? So, I mean, physical touch, which is huge mm-hmm. on my list. Even like I mentioned when I'm upset, that's something that is so important to me. Um, quality time is another one that's really high on my list. And so that's another obvious one. And then words of affirmation. So, if you're mm-hmm. someone that's like, you need to be told that you're beautiful, I love you, you're fantastic, baby, I love it when you do this for me. Like, you need to let your partner know, because think of it this way, if if you think of your love as a tank, you know, I say love tank frequently, and so if your love tank, you keep giving into your partner, and you say that yours is acts of service, and they give you gifts, if they're giving you gifts, and you're thinking that, if, if and they're thinking that they're showing you their affection and their love for you by giving you gifts... But all you've wanted is for them to pick up their socks or for them to mow the lawn or something simple like that, then you're not receiving your love and your tank isn't being filled. So know yourself and know how to react and know how to actually communicate with your significant other as well as yourself with those. I think that's both sides though, because you have to know. So what I think that she wants is not actually what she wants. So, like, I actually really enjoy getting her gifts, but that's not that's not really high on her love language. I ain't going to turn them down, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, I enjoy giving them, but she doesn't actually... She'll receive them, and she's always grateful, but that doesn't... That's not how she feels love. So, it's just little things like that. Um, if Even if you're in... If you're in a relationship at all with an intimate relationship, I highly recommend that book. That book is, it's really short. I think it's only a couple hundred pages, but it's it's a very transformative book. Um, I actually think it's really good for, um, obviously, it's good for all relationships because you understand, you know, obviously you're not, you're not going to, you know, go over and, you know, touch your best friend, but. That might, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know your friendship, <laughs> but it it does help you with a lot of your other relationships as well because you can start picking up on, you know, the how signal. they how they they receive that stuff and make sure they felt they feel loved and feel wanted in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in an intimate relationship, I highly recommend it. Like I would go out and buy it tomorrow. Um, but it does help in any relationship. It really does. Absolutely. What else do we need to cover? If this is, you know, if this is adding value to you guys, definitely click the like and share button. We'd greatly appreciate that. Um, we would greatly appreciate any of your feedback as well. Um, 
good or bad, if we need to change something, if you guys want to hear a topic or... Absolutely. If you guys have problems, definitely drop those in the comments as well. Um, Just as a disclaimer, know that we are giving advice solely from the goodness of our heart and solely from our own experience. This is definitely our own experience. I will not claim to be a professional (laughs) in anything, but I just know even from the friends and family that I'm around, we've... We've noticed that people keep saying that our relationship is different than things that they've seen before. So I'm going to take that as a good thing. (laughs) We've definitely noticed it that it's a good thing. So, I mean, like I said, you know, if we can add value to you guys in any way, shape, or form, please let us know. Yeah, definitely drop your comments in. We'll put your, uh, if you have questions or comments that you want to be anonymous on, we will drop our email in the in the comments as well so feel free to reach out there also um i think that's that's it i think other than just go out and create your own legacy this is you guys's journey as well if you guys have anything that it pops up in your way and maybe we can help you out let us know but definitely go out and create your legacy absolutely Alrighty, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. And this is our marriage quest. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Love you guys. (laughs) Bye. Enjoy your legacy.